Gitin Daf Nun the last thing we were discussing was Kohanim who messed up the Kavana during a Shaita. We said if they did it on purpose, they're Hayav. And from there, we went to someone ruining someone's uh, Taharot or someone's Evahim a couple of days later. And from there, we went to a Sofer who said, I wrote uh, Shemot Hashem in the Sefer Torah, not with the right Kavana. And what exactly would it be with the Deen over there? And with that, we are starting Nun Amud Aleph, three lines in by the Mishnah. He'aid Rabbi Yohanan ben Gudgeda. Rabbi Yohanan ben Gudgeda testified. Now, this is going back on Gitin. And didn't we say at the beginning of the parak that this uh, entire parak has nothing to do with Gitin? Well, in truth, uh, it doesn't, except uh, this uh, thing that Rabbi Yohanan ben Gudgeda said. The reason we brought it is because the end of the Mishnah talks about tikkun uh, ha'olam sort of things. That's why we mentioned it. So, a deaf girl who her father married her off when she's a ketana, and that's a 100% kosher marriage. A person can give her a get, and she is divorced. Now, even though she doesn't have any mind, she's a hereshit, She's not uh, competent, but uh, he could, she could accept a get. You don't need a woman's mind when it comes to a get. We don't need her agreement. And if a ketana, who her father died, and Hachamim gave permission to her mother and brother to marry her off, if she got married to a kohen through them, which is only a marriage to which the Rabbanan, it's not a Deoraita marriage, she can eat Teruma only the Rabbanan, but she can't eat Teruma Doraita. Veimeta, but if her if she dies, Baalayosha, her husband can inherit any money that she has. Now, Rabbi Yohanan ben Gudgeda also testified, and this is the main point of the Mishnah. Ve'al hamaresh hagazul shebenaoba bira. A meresh is a beam that someone stole and put it in the roof of his house. That uh, the guy wants to do teshuva, or they got caught. She told the damav that all the, the thief has to just uh, pay for it and not actually take off the beam. Because with takana, we want people to do teshuva, and if we make him break his entire house, not going to do teshuva. So just pay him the money, and we'll call it even. And if a korban was stolen, shelona da'ala rabim, where three people don't know about it, shehi mechaperet, it's mechaper, you don't have to bring another korban, hatat mipnet tikona mizbech, because of tikona mizbech, and the Gemara will explain what that means. And the Gemara starts, Amarava me'adutosh rabbi Yohanan ben Gudgeda, we learned from rabbi Yohanan ben Gudgeda, that if a person amar la'edim, he said to his, uh, to, you know, his witnesses, look at this get, I'm going to give it to my wife, and then he comes to her, uh, can you hold this uh, contract, this uh, document? And he didn't tell her it's a get, it counts as a get. It doesn't count as if he uh, now changed his mind or he nullified this get. And the Gemara explains, Didn't Rabbi Hamagudah said that the Hereshit, we don't need her to be competent and understand what's flying? I mean, same thing with the regular divorce. You don't need her. The Gemara says, Pshita, we know this already. What's the Hidush of Rava? So no, the Gemara explains, I would have thought, Once he called it a contract, but he, he nullified the get by calling it a mere document. 
Kamash Malan, we come to teach you, you know, Ita de Batle, if you really wanted to be Mivatelet, La Edim Avamade, who would have told the Edim? Behind the Kamar Hachi, so why is he calling it a document? Hold this uh, envelope. Mishum Kisufai, he's embarrassed to tell her he's giving her a get. He's trying to run away without uh, being a man. Now we learned in the Mishnah, Valkhtana Bat Israel. Bat Israel, her father died, her mother or brother married her off the Rabbanan, she's allowed to eat Teruma the Rabbanan. Now, what about a regular case of Ve'ilu Hereshet? Hereshet who got married when she's older. Um, she's not allowed to eat teruma, it sounds like, because her marriage is only derabanan, because she's not competent. So whatever uh, she she accepted when she uh, sort of got married, we'll call it a derabanan. And it sounds like even though she's a derabanan, she's not allowed to eat. Only the other girl is allowed uh, because of, uh, she got married to Ketana. Meaning the fact that it was she wasn't mentioned shows that she can't eat. And the Gemara asks, "My Tama, what's the reason that she can't eat Ruma? The same Kiddushin Rabbanan over here, same Kiddushin Rabbanan over there." The Gemara answers, "No, We're worried that if you allow a case where Hereshet married a Pikeh, Pikeh means someone competent. If you allow her to eat Ruma there, we're going to allow also a case of." A Heresh who married a Hereshet, where it's a double derabanan, which is a huge problem. But the Gemara says, What's the problem? Let her eat it. Katan nevelotu. It's a Katan who's eating a nevelot, something that's asur. And there is a man de amar in Yevamot that says, No one has to stop him. Let them, let them eat it. She's a Hereshet, he's a Heresh. Let, let them eat whatever they eat. The Gemara says, No, we're worried that a Heresh. Who marries a pikahat, a lady who's competent, is going to feed her also teruma. And the problem with him is that his kinyan isn't a real kinyan midin Torah. And a pikahat, she has regular mitzvot like everyone else and she can't eat that. Now, when it comes to a ktana who got married to a gadol, we're not worried of a case of a katan with a gedola because katan doesn't even have nisuin midrabanan. He has nothing. Here, the ktana at least has a strong case. Her father can marry her off, or parents, her mother, brother midrabanan, something. So the Gemara asks, "Velechol bitruma derabanan." Let her at least eat the case of the 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 pikyachat who got married to Heresh. Let her eat at least teruma derabanan. Meaning, the Choramid Rabbanan, they're married. We're worried that this Heresh might give the Pikachat Rumade Oraita. Okay, we learned in the Mishnah, if someone stole a beam and put it in his uh, house, that you don't have to take out the beam, you could just paint that. Tanur Rabbanan, Gazal Meresh, we have a Braita, someone stole a beam, put it and built it part of his house. Bet Shammai says, knock down the entire building and bring, uh, give back that beam to the, uh, to the original owner. He only has to pay for that beam. You don't have to give the actual beam back. Why? Because we want people to do teshuvah. And we learned in the Mishnah, we said if hatat was stolen and nobody knew about it, that it's mechaper. Why? Because is So Amar Ula, Devar Torah, really Medin Torah, Ben Loda'a or Ben Lonoda'a, Ena Mechaperet. If it was stolen, whether people knew about it or not, Ena Mechaper. So, my Tama, what's the reason? Because Yehush Kedi Lokane, just by stealing it, 
doesn't make you kone that animal, and therefore it was a stolen korban, and it's not a korbano, and therefore it's not good. So So why did our Mishnah say that if nobody knew about it, it's good? So the Kohanim, you know, when they find that it was stolen, they won't get upset, and no one's going to want to give korbanot anymore. And But didn't we say it's so Amal Lahim explained, Kevan de Kohanim Atsevin im Tsamis Bahbatel. If Kohanim are going to be upset, they're not going to want to give Korbanot that are stolen. And nobody wants to work anymore. And the Mizbech is Batel. Therefore, Hachamim said it was kosher. It's Mechapeh, nobody knew about it. But Rav Amar, he says the opposite of Ola. Devatora Benoda and Lonoda, whether we knew about it or not, knew about it. Mechaperet. My tama, what's the reason? Because stami ush is kone. If the owner of that goat despaired, he never felt like he's going to get it back. He, that's it. He's yush. It's kone. And now, when you're giving it on the mizbech, it is considered korbano. However, why did say that if someone knew about it, it's not mechaper? Why So people won't go around uh, talking that Mizbech uh, takes uh, stolen uh, korbanot. And right away Tosfot asks, how could Hachamim uh, come and be okay something that is kosher and uh, say it's not kosher? And they explain, it's dafka if they if if it was known before the zrika then it's not mechaper, but if it was after zrika then yes it's mechaper. So now the Gemara asks, Bishlama leula. According to Ula who holds. Yush by itself is not konen. Hachamim had to say that it, it, it works in order to Kohanim not to be sad, not to worry. That's why it says dafka uh, that a hatat that was stolen that wasn't known because Kohanim eat it and they don't want to eat something stolen. El Ravi Huda who holds that Yush is kone and only mipneti kona olam, so people don't say that the mizbech eats stolen. That's the only reason it's not mechaper. Ma'iriya hatat afilu olamami. Has nothing to do with the Kohanim, so not just Hatat, even Ola. So he explains, Lomi Baya Kamar, not just. Lomi Baya Ola de Khalil, not Afka, a Korban Ola, which goes entirely to Hashem. It gets completely burnt. We're worried people will say that the Mizbah is eating things that were stolen. El Afilu Hatat Nami, even if it's a Korban Hatat, the Khalil Vadam, who the Salik Lagamizbah. The fat and blood goes to Mizbeach, Veidach, and everything else, Kohanim Achlele, the Kohanim eat. Afilu Achi Gazur, still Hachamim, or Gozer, even on the Korban Hatat, Sheloyum Ru Mizbeach, Ochel Gazelot. So they don't say that the Mizbeach eats, that even the fat and blood that it's eating is stolen. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah, Al Hatat Gazula, Shelon, Ala Rabim, if Hatat was stolen, nobody knew about it, Shehim Echaperet, Mipnetikona Mizbeach, that is Mechaper, because of Tikona Mizbeach. According to Ula, who said regular Yush is not Kone and really Medin Torah, I get it why the Hachamim, I understand why Hachamim had to say that it's Med Kaper for Tikkun Amizbeah. Ella Larav Yehuda, who said Yush Kone and technically this Hatat that everyone knew about is Mechaper, right? It really should say the opposite. It should say that when everyone found out about it, that it's stolen, that Hachamim went again, that it's not, that it's not mechaper for Tikkun HaMizbeach. So the Gemara explains, HaChinam He was saying the same thing, meaning, Lo noda'a mechaperet. If he didn't know about it, then it's mechaper. Noda'a, meaning, if we did know about it, it's not mechaperet.
so people don't say uh, the mizbeach is eating stolen stuff. Mativ Rava. So Rava asks a question on Ula who holds that Yush is not Kone. We know this. It's a famous Gemara in Vavakama in Bavetziah. If a person stole an animal from someone, he has to pay double. And if he shechted it or sold it, he has to pay four or five times the amount. So Mativ Rava Rava asks a question on Ula. It says Ganav. If someone stole a bull, a cow, a sheep, vehikdish, and then he was mekdishit, vehakach tavah umachar, and then shechted or sold it, meshalem tashlume kefel, he has to pay the double, veeno meshalem tashlume arbaava hamisha. He doesn't have to pay four or five times. We know the famous limud. It says reayu, and the, the once you mekdishit, it belongs to Hashem. Hashem is not reayu, and at the time of the shechita, it wasn't. It didn't belong to any human being. We learned about it. If you shakted this animal outside, you shakted Kodashim outside Azara. And the problem with Ula is as follows. If you hold the Ush by itself is not Kone, how did you get the Karet on this animal? How are you calling it Shhite Hutz? Meaning, according to you, there was no Yush. And therefore, it still belongs to the original person, and maybe it's not kadosh. So why would he be hayav karet? So Amar of Shizvi karet midivrahim. He gets a karet midirabanan. So achichu ale. So everyone started laughing at him. Karet midivrahim. How could you say such a thing that this karet for something that's a dirabanan? So Amar the Raba. Raba explained. Told them. Gavra Raba Amar milta. Adam was hashuv. Adam gadol said something. Lotehuqa ale. Don't laugh at him. Meaning, he didn't really mean karet midrabanan. Rather, karet she'al It's a regular karet, but it comes to him through hachamim. Meaning, hachamim made it in his possession. They said that the yush over here is kone, and it's in your possession. And once it's in your possession, you shakhted it, it becomes kodashin that you shakhted outside, and you hayav karet. And amarava, this... Whatever I just hold is a vaday. It's not a safek. But the question is, how vaday come by Ali? This is, I just don't understand what this halakha because this when we said it, hachamim find them and they said it's going to be in your hands, so this would be hayav karech, hotehot. When when did it become in his hands? When he stole it or when he was makdishit? And the man of Kamina, what's an of Kamina? The Gizote of the shearings and the children. Meaning, if it's in the Gazlan's hands from Sha'at Geneva, then the shearings and children belong to the thief. And if they were put it in his hands once he was Makdishit, then the shearings and the children belongs to the person it was stolen from, and therefore he has to now pay for whatever he stole. So my, I don't know when he technically bought it. When did Hachami put it in his hands? So Hadar Amar ended up saying that Mistaba Mishatek Dishat sounds like it makes more sense to say when they when he's Makdishit. So someone who is sinning, someone who is stealing, doesn't uh, get rewarded with uh, shearings and the children. Okay, next Mishnah. Lo Sikrikon Milhama. There is this dean of Sikrikon. Sikrikon was this person, a very scary person who would try to kill people uh, and if he didn't get what he wanted. And people would give him land just to get them off his back. And Hachamim had to get together and create a betin and figure out halachot just for this type of situation. He was taking people land left and right and selling it when he was bored with it. 
uh, what do we do with this land? So the Mishnah starts out, During the time of Titus, when that was during the time of Yushalayim, Yehuda, there was no din of Sikrikon, that man. However, after the war with Titus, after the second Betamidash was destroyed, then there is the din of Sikrikon. So Ketzad, what is this din of Sikrikon that I'm talking about? Lakah mi Sikrikon. So uh, Sikrikon took a land from someone by force, and a Jew bought it from that Sikrikon guy. But, but then he wants to have the original owner agree to it. He doesn't want the guy to be angry as if he took his land. So he comes and he gives him money also. And the person, the Jew agreed to it. The entire deal does not count because the person never really agreed to it. He's just agreeing to it because he doesn't want to get killed from another guy or he's just agreeing it for the time being so he could fight with him later. It was never really a deal. However, if you bought the land from this person, from a Jew, and then and then the secret con that you went to him and you bought it, then then everything is hundred percent okay. Now, based based on what we're just learning, the Gemara shifts off to a different halacha. This is now this three way machlok at what this Mishnah is talking about. Uh, number one, it's either a man wrote to a lady a, a piece of land in her ketubah, meaning that if, God forbid, something happens, either you're an almana or a gerusha, this will be your land, or this is uh, a land that uh, he specified, this is where you will pick up your money from, or this, uh, or he, she brought into her the marriage, it's her land, but he's controlling it. So now, if a, if a person went to the husband, bought the land, then he went to the woman to get an agreement, it doesn't count. Because the only reason she's agreeing to it is so the husband doesn't get angry at her or for whatever reason or another. Uh, therefore, she just agreed to it, but it, she never really agreed to it. But if you went to the woman, you bought it off for her, then you went to her husband and then got it from him, then the deal counts. So now going back to this Sikrikon uh, halacha, that was the halacha in the beginning, and when they set up these rules just for the Sikri Kon guy. However, there was another betin that came up, and so the people are not buying land from these uh, Sikri Kon type of people, because we're worried that uh, all of a sudden the original owner is going to come and not pay for it, take it out, and... So now it ends up happening. The land ends up staying by the goyim, and the Jewish people don't own land in Eretz Israel, and it's a problem. We want the Jewish people to own land in Eretz Israel. So therefore, betin shalacherem amruon. A new betin came up and said, "Han lokeh misikrikon." If a person bought the land from a sikrikon, noten labealim revia. He has to pay a quarter of that price to the owners. Hachamim estimated, or they measured that. That's usually what the Sikri Kon kills from that land. Meaning he buys the land for a million, he steals the land that's worth a million dollars. He just eats it, does whatever he wants with it. And when he's bored with it, he'll sell it for seven fifty. And therefore, you have to give the other two fifty to the original owner. And this way, at least he'll get something out of it. So, Ematai, when do we say that if you take from the Sikri Kon, it counts? Bizman She'en Beyadan. All this is when the the original owner doesn't have money likah to, to, to be able to buy the land back. But if he has money to buy it back, then they deserve to go first. 
meaning they have first rights to the land that was stolen from them. And the Ritba explains, this is Dafka, if they had the money and we know that they don't want to buy it, then okay, anyone can buy it. And they got together. If the, the land was by the Sikrikon guy 12 months and the guy had money and he didn't buy from him, anyone who wants to buy it, go ahead and buy it. But you have to pay the owners a quarter of what uh, you paid. The Gemara starts. We said that there was no deen of Sikrikon in Yehuda during the time of Harugem Milhama. This was during the time of the war with Titus. And we're understanding that uh, there was no Ovedeko Chavim who were taking land from Israel. So the confusion led the Gemara to ask, If during the war where the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed during Titus's time, where Jews were getting killed left and right, there was no Ovedeko Chavim taking land from Israel. So you tell me after the war, all of a sudden there were uh, Goyim coming to take land? So Amar of Yehuda, no, it doesn't mean there was no Goyim taking land. There was no Deen of Sikrikon, meaning everything was uh, was halter-skelter at that point, but the, and there was no Deen that if you buy it from the Sikrikon and then the, the Jew, the Mikhoba tell, there wasn't any that time because at that time everything was Hefker. Meaning nobody owned anything, and Mamash over there, when you when a goy during the time of the of Titus, if anyone took any goy took a land from a Jew, it was totally gone. It didn't uh, you weren't keeping it. You weren't even planning on uh, having anything to do with it. The Amarbiasishlosh Gezerot and Gazru, Titus and his friends were gozer three things. Gazratakameta. The first Gezera was called the Lokatil Liktelu. Anyone who sees a Jew and doesn't kill him should die. Then they come down, anyone who uh, kills a Jew has to pay $4 for killing him. Meaning it wasn't so bad, just uh, pay for it, a little fine. But anyone who kills a Jew gets killed. In the beginning, right, uh, when, when Jews were getting killed left and right, since the Goyim were mamash uh, killing Jewish people, then it wasn't honest, and he was uh, mamash makneik to the Goy, belev shalem, and therefore if you buy, bought it from the Goy, there's nothing you could, the other Jew could do about it, and it counts. But right, but at the end, where you were not allowed to kill Jews anymore, he said, you know, let him take it today, let the Jew take it today, tomorrow, once everything comes down, I'll go to Betin and take it. And once we got to the subject of uh, Titus and Muhammad, Amar Yohanan, my dichtiv, Ashre Adam Mifahet Tamid, Umakshele Boi Polbera, what's the Pasuk mean? A person who's always fearful, it's it's good thing, and a person who's stubborn will end up falling. Akamtsa, Ubar Kamtsa, Haruvishalaim, the Beta Midash was destroyed over Kamtsa, Bar Kamtsa, Tanegota, Tanegota, because of a chicken and a rooster, Haruv to Amaraka, the city, uh, the mountain of the king was destroyed and ashakad spak and because of something that happened with the door the wheel of the queen's wagon haruf beta the entire city of beta was destroyed and we'll stop right here we'll start the kamsa story tomorrow baruch hashem le'olam amen ve'amen